Good uh, morning. Had a look at the clock. I almost told somebody a Merry Christmas when it was Easter, so you have to have reality checks every once in a while. But um, what an incredible gospel that even the disciples could have a crisis of faith. It says, Peter and John, however, said to them in reply, well, let's put it this way. The disciples were so hard of heart that they just couldn't believe, didn't believe that our Lord had risen from the dead. And have you ever had your faith shaken? And look at, if you ever read the, the letters of Mother Teresa, and she, uh, if you read that, it seemed like she was... <clears throat> Like she was despairing, that she had a problem with her lack of faith, that she just... Have anybody ever read that book? Didn't you get that? She said, I don't have faith. And then you'd, I had the opportunity of meeting Mother Teresa uh, in the seminary. She had one of her sisters uh, uh, that was a religious nearby Mount St. Mary's, and so she visited uh, the United States and, and visited. And she uh, visited uh, this sister... And she knew one of the priests that was at the seminary. And, uh, and he had a wonderful story about her. They were sitting down on a park bench together. And one of her favorite, if not her favorite, gospel passages was Matthew 25, 31 to 46, when Jesus says, whatever you did, the least you did it to me. So he said, oh, isn't it true, Mother Teresa, that whatever we do to the least we do for Jesus? And she slaps him on his knee. And she says, no. I mean, didn't slap really hard. But slaps him on his knee and says, no, whatever we do for the least, we do to Jesus. But when you would meet her and see her, she had this joy in her face, in her heart. And yet, uh, you would never know that she had this tremendous dryness in her heart. And we're going to talk about that a little later in the uh, weekend, in the retreat. But we can have a crisis of faith. But he rebuked these uh, disciples for their lack of faith. And Mary Magdalene, when she uh, found out that it was the Lord, what did she do? In the other gospel passages, she ran. She ran to the other disciples. So uh, we tend to talk about what's most important in our lives, don't we? So uh, we're we're not any different. So I remember in, in college, I uh, met a, a friend of mine. We're still very, very good friends. And we really grew in faith in a parallel fashion. So when I talked to this friend, he's a dentist in Omaha. His son's a priest. It was just ordained a priest a couple years ago, this last year, actually. And when we get together, we talk about what's most important. But people, now that's not to say that when God's most important in your life, you never talk about anything else. But, but people tend to talk about what drives them, what moves them, what they're most passionate about, right? And so that's the question this morning. What's most important in your life? 
What really moves you? What are you really passionate about? And I see some beautiful children here. And when they grow up, they're going to know what's most important in your life. Children are very, very smart. They soak up. That's why it's, it's, it's easier to learn a language when you're younger. They just soak it up. When I learned Spanish, it was, my, my mind was cement. And it's hard for cement to soak up things new. So I, uh, I say, I, I, when, I, when I'm talking to Hispanics, I tell them I speak Spanish like a six-month-old. And, uh, but children, they know what's most important to them, to their parents. And in going to Mass, now listen, we have to go to Mass. Oh boy, why would I want to go somewhere and be somewhere where I have to be there? Or we get to go to Mass. This is a privilege. Oh, well, I guess it must be something worthwhile if it's a privilege. And it's all about what's, how things are presented. And just think how positive Jesus was. And he didn't rebuke his disciples that often. Remember that one rebuke of Peter? Well, when Peter really realized who Jesus was, he got down and, he's, and he says, Lord, leave me. I'm a sinful man. And what did Jesus do? Was he hard on him? Not at all. He stood him up and he says, I'm going to make you fisher of men. But when Peter said, when Jesus said, uh, you know, I'm going to be uh, arrested and, and crucified on the third day, be raised up. And, G- and Peter thought, I better take the master aside, you know, uh, out of earshot from the rest of the disciples and say, Lord, now listen, we're on a roll here. We're doing really pretty good here. And, and he's thinking, uh, you're going to be the Messiah, you're going to sit in the kingdom, and we're going to rule Israel, and we're going to, it'll be on your right. And they all were all worried about what level in the government they were going to be, you see. And what did Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan. And he was a little rough on Peter then. But when Peter denied our Lord the third time and their eyes met, Jesus looked at Peter with love. And Peter wept. We're going to talk about Peter a little later. But, so I'm going to ask you this question and leave this with you as we continue this retreat. What is most important in your life? I remember these words. Therefore, go out into the whole world and proclaim this gospel to every creature. Amen.